Hey, you guys, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome back. We are talking about living fearlessly uh, for this series here at The Busy Mom, and I'm glad that you've joined me today. Last time, we were talking about headlines and how they can kind of grip our heart. And today I want to take just a few minutes and talk about what it means to soak up encouragement from the Bible. In other words, not to listen to what the world would tell you is the right answer and the solution to fearful living. You know, I feel pretty qualified to talk about fear, and I'll tell you why. I have suffered from anxiety and fear my entire life. I meant, uh, I spoke at a women's event just a couple of days ago, and I told those women that from the time I was about 18 years old, I started taking anti-anxiety medication, and I think I've tried every anxiety medication on the planet. Now, here's what's interesting to me about the culture that we live in and how we are addressing fear. I think there are a lot of different reasons why we have anxious hearts. Some of us, like me, we grow up in an environment that fosters fear. I feel like in a lot of ways, many of the women that I talk to today that struggle with fear and anxiety have almost like a PTSD, like a post-traumatic stress disorder from events that they experienced in their in their lives when they were younger. And then when they get older, they they kind of hit the wall. And that, I think, is what happened to me. I sort of hit a wall, and I had to back up and really ask the Lord to help me see myself through His eyes. And once you do that, it changes the way that you deal with fear in your life and with anxiety. Now, it may not change the, the physiological aspects of fear, and they may manifest themselves as they've done with me for so many years in panic attacks and that kind of thing. But I'll tell you what, the Lord has shown me some things from his word that have really helped me and have helped me to learn to give the things that are that I'm struggling with over to him instead of being mastered by them, instead of being defined by them. And so often we are defined by the things that make us afraid. I met a woman several years ago whose daughter had suffered um, a traumatic brain injury when she was about three years old. There was an accident, and her daughter was involved in this accident, and she was injured. And now her daughter's doing pretty well. They've made some some changes in their family, and there have been some long-lasting um, impacts from the accident. But the thing that struck me the most about talking to this mom was that the biggest impact from her daughter's accident was that the mother was living in absolute abject fear that something else was going to happen to her child. She was afraid to go out for the for the evening. She was afraid to go away for a weekend with her husband. She couldn't leave her child with anyone that she didn't absolutely trust, even though the accident had happened when the child was under her care. You see, there are so many things, aren't there, that are not in our control. And we need to learn to go before the Lord with our fear. The Bible says that God is the answer to a fearful heart. I love this psalm. Psalm 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fear. Now, I think it's interesting because if you read David's life, and David is the author of this psalm, if you read David's life and study him at any length at all, you recognize this was a, a pretty troubled guy. And yet God said, that David was the apple of his eye. God looked past the things that David struggled with, and he loved David because he saw David's heart toward him. David, who was a broken and flawed man, continually would mess up 
and start back over and fall on his face and get back up. And some of his mistakes were not what you and I would call mistakes. They were things like adultery, hello, and murder. This guy was very flawed, and yet God loved him, and David learned to walk with the Lord, the Bible says. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. So what does it look like to be be delivered from our fears? To live fearlessly. I said the other day that living fearlessly doesn't mean that we never have fear. I don't think that's possible in this life. I think there are things that are always going to make us afraid. I know it's funny. I always tell people, I think it's funny that the Lord has called me to travel and speak at conferences. And I actually love it. And I love the opportunities that the Lord has given me because I love ministering to other people out of an overflow of what God has done in my life. But I got to tell you, I am not, I wouldn't have been my first choice for speaking in front of thousands of people. I think it's amusing you know, sort of God's sense of humor and and his his way of loving us in my life that he would ask me to do this when he knows that I have panic attacks and he knows that I've suffered with anxiety my whole life. And yet the Lord said, this is what I've asked you to do. And if you'll just obey me, I'm going to be strong in your weakness. And that's really the point that I want to hit home with you today is that God sees that you're afraid. He understands your fear. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 7, to cast all your anxiety on him because he cares about you. Did you know that he wants to take those things that make you afraid and actually use them in your life to make you strong? His strength is made perfect in weakness. And every time I get up in front of an audience and I speak, I'm reminded that it is not me that is doing the work, it is the Holy Spirit through me. God wants the credit for what's happening in your life. And I think that's part of the reason why he uses our weakness. If you if you were just uber confident in homeschooling or whatever it was, you know, I talk to moms all the time who are homeschooling their children and they'll tell me, I cannot believe that I am able to do this. I never wanted to homeschool. I never thought I could do it. I never thought I could be with my kids for more than five minutes. And here we are four or five days a week, I'm homeschooling my kids. Truly, God's mercies are new every morning. They're new for the homeschool mom. They're new for the mother of a public school uh, child. God shows us his mercies every morning in areas of our life in which we find ourselves weak and in need of his help. God doesn't want me to get to the end of my homeschool day or walk down off of a stage and go, well, that was amazing. Look at me. I am something else. I put my work in. I did my homework. I'm awesome. And that's the end of it. No. He wants me to give the glory to him. Everything I read about in scripture tells me that God is actually a jealous God. He's jealous for for glory. The Bible says that if we're not going to give him praise, even the rocks will cry out. How much more for God's creation, a human being, In my case, a woman, a mother, frail, tired, to do something that I didn't think I even had in me to do, and then be able to lift my hands to the heavens and say, thank you, Father, because I've experienced your strength in my weakness. So don't focus on the fear. Focus on what is true and what is real. How do we know what's true and what's real? How do we know what to focus on? Well, again, we go back to God's word, Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers, sisters, 
Whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So when you find yourself in a pattern of thinking negative thoughts, maybe you're afraid for one of your children, maybe you're in a financial situation right now, maybe turning on the news and reading discouraging and frightening headlines sends your mind to racing. I really want to challenge you to do what the Bible exhorts you to do in Philippians 4. Think about whatever is good and right and noble and lovely and admirable and praiseworthy. Think about those things and then allow the Lord in his spirit to consume you with thoughts that are pleasing to him. You know, I want to take just a minute and let you know, I know a lot of you have been listening to this podcast for a little while. We just finished our 110th, I think, episode, so we're kind of new at it. Uh, But we couldn't do it without the help of our sponsors. And this time we're actually being sponsored by some of my favorite uh, people in the world. Uh, Stephen Jane Lambert own five in a row. And if you have children who you are homeschooling, actually, even if you're not, if you just have younger ones, especially this is good for uh, K through three. Jane does an awesome job of teaching moms how to go to the library and just pick up a book from the library like Mike Mulligan and his steam shovel. Hello. And read that story and actually get some awesome educational learning out of a simple story from the library. So check out five in a row at five in a row dot com. And you will be really glad that you did that. As you guys are going around your week and you're thinking about the things that we've been talking about, seeking the Lord, casting your anxiety on him, thinking about whatever is true and whatever is lovely and whatever is right. I want to encourage you to not be afraid of your own weakness. Don't even be afraid of fear. You are an overcomer. The Bible says that you have the strength of the Holy Spirit in you. So tap into that today, you guys, because God says you have it in you. Soak up encouragement from the Bible. And remember the prophet Jeremiah said, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.